baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where today we've got another action-packed field lineup. Um, currently, obviously, the baseball playoffs are being played right now between the Guardians and the Yankees, and we've got a lot to talk about that uh, with all the scenarios that went out last night, weather, MLB, uh, favoritism, Let's face it, they want the Yankees to advance. That's what they did. But before anything... Probably because they already lost the Dodgers. Ugh. Before anything, though, we got to start off with something, folks. This podcast was developed a little bit from Fred Couples and Tiger Woods. Oh, my God. He wins one, and we're going to talk about it. Fred Couples bested his age by three strokes and frickin' shot seven birdies in his last seven holes, lit up the senior tour on Sunday, and Fred Couples wins again. He is... It was... What I saw reminded me of 1992 Fred Couples, 1998 Fred Couples at the Masters, except for one hole. Like, he could have given a bunch of old babies, putting the lights out. Congratulations to Fred Couples. He says he's done for the year, and he's looking forward to next year. He wants to make the cut at the Masters one last time before his career ends. So, old baby, Fred Couples lit it up. Oh, if you were on my Twitter account, you saw everything and anything Fred Couples. It was amazing. Boom. Now we can move on. Oh, boy. So let's go on to baseball, where the Dodgers are out. I think we talked about this. Could the Padres do it? You mentioned about the players the Padres have picked up because I said I didn't know much about San Diego. (laughs) San Diego's in. They take on Philadelphia, who knocks out the defending World Series champions. So it's kind of nice to see. Philadelphia's in San Diego tonight, and the Guardians right now are playing in, a, obviously, a final game with the Yankees. The Yankees are going to win this game. They're up big, and they're going to play the Houston Astros. So we got some interesting things. Steven alluded to it. Cleveland wanted to play the game last night. So a couple things happened. Apparently, the Yankees playing was held up yesterday. They said they didn't get to the stadium to a couple hours before in Cleveland. Um, then it rained. They were able. To, they were going to start the game. Cleveland apparently said they want to play. The Yankees didn't want to play, obviously, to kind of um, maybe get the right pitchers. It sounded like it was going to have to be a bullpen day for the Yankees otherwise. Um, and the Guardians wanted to play. It didn't happen. Apparently, the Cleveland Hotel, there wasn't <coughs> enough rooms open. So they had to split the team up last night. So, you know, everyone's talking about Aaron Judge's pitcher on the Major League Baseball Twitter account. Obviously, we know why. He had the most home runs. You know, we get all that. But still, it seems like the baseball gods definitely set this up to give the Yankees maybe a a little advantage. In the end, you still got to have somebody score some runs. And it sounds like Cleveland went with an interesting pitching choice. I don't know enough about it. But went with an interesting pitching choice um, that a lot of people are upset about on Twitter. Um, And it obviously backfired on them. And it looks like the Yankees are going to play the Astros. I don't know. I don't like either team. I hope they both lose. And like I said, I'd love to see San Diego, a team that I feel like just... I was watching a story about them, how they kind of took over after San Diego left in the NFL. Regardless, Philadelphia, their fans are pretty into it so Stephen, what are your take on what you've seen the for last week in these playoffs yeah it's been pretty good i mean the the mariners and 
Um, Houston provided three great games. I know Houston swept the series, but still provided three great games um, and just weren't able to win any of them. But, I mean, we've seen a 15-inning um, game this year, uh, 14 innings that were scoreless. And then with Houston and Seattle, they went 17 scoreless, and then they scored in the 18th. So if you're an MLB fan, um, you saw some interesting games. Obviously, I think maybe they'd like to see a couple runs scored, not just one, but um, good baseball. Uh, it was kind of cool to see the Padres beat the Dodgers. Obviously, the Padres um, so far have already upset the Mets, who was they were a four seed, but I tell you what, they weren't looked at as a four seed. They were expected to win that series pretty easily and probably contend for a World Series. Um the Padres had other thoughts, and then they kind of did the same thing to the Dodgers. The Dodgers and the Yankees, biggest two biggest payrolls in baseball, um, and they couldn't buy themselves another World Series ring. So the Dodgers, uh, the Padres are where they're at. Phillies, pretty interesting. Um, I was listening to Bryce Harper talk last night, and the Phillies um, were not expected to be where they, they are at now. They kind of looked, the season looked pretty bleak early on, and about halfway through it looked pretty bleak. Um, they had fired their uh, coach. Um, so when something like that happens in a season, you don't expect to really make the championship series. You don't expect to make the divisional series. You don't expect to make the playoffs. So, um, but here so we who are. Who got the Phillies or the Padres? God, I don't know. I think the Phillies you got to go with. I think they've looked really good. And Yankees Astros. I'm praying to God. I mean, I know everyone hates the Astros just because of the fact that they cheated, <laughs> but um, I'd rather see the Astros win a thousand times over the Yankees. That's I'd rather see the Guardians win tonight too, but um, as a Tigers fan, I'd rather see the. I would certainly like to see the Guardians beat the Yankees, but um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they have enough offense to score four more runs to tie it up. So not in two innings, folks. No. All right, golf, baseball. We're just going to say it. We're not really going to talk about it. the NBA starts tonight. Golden State's looking to continue their dynasty run. I think they they um, tip with the Lakers tonight, of course. Um, we can talk about the NBA Finals in May. You know, I was thinking today when I was driving home, I was like, you know, basically the NBA starts tonight, and by the time it ends, we'll be getting ready to go on the golf trip. (laughs) So anyways, folks, there you go. But let's talk about it. The NFL, college football, this is going to dominate, of course, the podcast. Um, It's what this time of year brings us, right? We got these other things. We can definitely talk some baseball. As time goes on, but college football delivered this week in maybe the biggest weekend of the year. Um, We got so much to talk about. We got to start with the top 10 matchup in Ann Arbor. Stephen and I spent some time Sunday talking about all of this. But Stephen, that's your team. Give us what your opinion was on the game. What did you think of it? Um, We talked on this show that we thought Michigan would win um, pretty handily. Um, but that offense definitely, I think, raised some eyebrows because they scored a few more runs than maybe we thought. A few more runs. I mean, a few more, <laughs> a few more points. Um, and, um, I mean, they ran the ball a lot, too. Um, dynamic running backs in the backfield. So tell us what you think about Michigan after watching them yet again against a quality opponent, folks. Yeah, I mean, they won 41-17. to 17 And um, the 14 points that Penn State had, they only had one real offensive play all game. Um not to say that Penn State isn't deserving of what they were ranked at the time, but um, after seeing that game, I definitely was a little shocked. Maybe it's because Michigan's better than I thought they were, or it's because Penn State just isn't as good as um, I thought they might be. Um, 
Their defense looked really bad against Michigan, and like I said, I don't know if that's just a a bad a bad defense or if that's a good or just a good offense. I guess I don't really know what to say. Um, surprising that they ran the ball for as much as they did, but I mean from the start to the finish, they were the better team um, in every facet of the game. Um, Penn State was lucky to be in the game that they were in. Uh, Michigan had to uh, kick three field goals in the first half um, instead of getting any touchdown. Well, they got one touchdown, but in the first half. Um, so right then and there, I mean, that game could have been long gone pretty early on. And then Penn State got a double doink interception or off two helmets uh, interception for return touchdown. Um, the touchdown uh, that they did score offensively was uh, one a third and one QB keep. Um, and he ran it all the way down to the five-yard line, and they went for it on fourth down at, like, the two-yard line. And to be honest with you, the edge kind of missed a tackle he probably should have made. Um, so, I mean, Penn State uh, um, definitely did not perform the way I thought they would. Um, if you'd have told me 41-17, I would have been like, okay, I, I would have thought it was a, a, a really good performance for Michigan. And I do think they played well, but um, I just can't really tell you if it was a bad if, – if Penn State was just not that great. Maybe they just had a bad day. I don't know. But – I mean, Michigan dominated them. Um, I feel like Penn State was Michigan. I feel like Michigan always kind of has the edge up on Penn State. I think there's it's, well, it's just because the offense they've had has been the for the most part the same, where it's more of a defense that is really solid and an offense that kind of just you know you're you're getting maybe twenty eight points on a, on a really good day for them. And Penn um, State hammered Auburn. We know Auburn's yeah. not the greatest team out there. I think there's a couple things that raise my eyebrows. Penn State struggled, like in that Northwestern game in the rain mm-hmm. at Happy Valley, and you think, okay, it's just the rain. I think in what you said, I think Michigan's probably a little better than some people thought, and I think Penn State maybe isn't as good. But remember I said, here's the narrative. Because Michigan destroyed Penn State, now the narrative starts that was Penn State even that good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Penn State's a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to be honest with you, they just don't have the players. I mean, Joel Klatt said it today on the radio. You know, the days of, of Ohio State probably dominating Michigan are over with is the way they did. Michigan is slowly but surely building and getting the depth that they need to compete at the highest level. And I think last year was the first step. They've taken another gigantic step this year. <clears throat> and I just think they're that much better than Penn State. And I, I think the Big Ten is two teams. And I think the, the the gap between one and two is a lot closer than the gap between two and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we just, I think it is what it is. And I don't see it going away anytime too, soon. I think Sean Clifford is kind of past his prime. I just don't well, think he can. Fair, he's about 24 years yeah. old. At some point, you start going downhill after you've played that many years in college. I don't think he really has the opportunity to, um, <clears throat> to, I think the the ceiling is limited with him at quarterback. I'll just mm-hmm. say that. So I think Michigan, as I was telling Steven, I think two of the best running backs in the country probably in the backfield. Um, they got some great pass rushers. I know a lot of people thought they would kind of, you know, take a step back after they lost a couple to the draft. Um, but I think what we're seeing is the depth of Michigan beginning to get established. And I think the thing that is going to scare a lot of people, including a lot of Ohio State fans, they've they bullied Penn State. I mean, they, 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 Penn State should not even have scored the 
points that they did in the first half, folks. Okay, let's well, I mean, they, they probably could have lost I mean, by 50. 17 points was much. generous. I could yeah. see them maybe getting three points, but 14 of them was kind of handed them through Michigan. I mean, <clears throat> Penn State was dominated and overmatched, and I don't want us to say it was because Penn State was horrible. I just really do believe it was just how good Michigan I mean, I don't was. know if they were worthy of a top 10 ranking, but are they a top 20 team? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I mean, it's a quality win. Obviously, is it? You the know. way I look at it is, if you put, um, you know, you got an undefeated Clemson team, not Clemson, you got an undefeated Syracuse team out there right now. Do I think Penn State would beat Syracuse? Yes, I do. I mean, do I think Penn State could beat UCLA that's undefeated? Yes, I do. So again, it's just one of these things that. I think that just. I think Penn State is a is a. I mean, they got bullied on Saturday because Michigan is just physically, obviously, more dominant than Penn State. But Penn State's a team that kind of. Not that they they kind of want to try to bully you and be that physical team where they don't maybe have the talent that, you know, a, a top, you know, I mean like Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson and Georgia and like those types of teams have all had talent for so long, where Clemson, Penn State's just kind of been a physical team and. Yeah, I, I just don't think the they had the talent level as a Penn State fan. I feel like um, they just haven't shown the growth. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's a program stuck in neutral. Mm-hmm. And I know they talked about this dynamic running back they have, this freshman running back they have. But I'll be honest with you, he he got kind of he didn't look good. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he looks like in two weeks against Ohio State in Happy Valley. But well, we'll see what they look like next year because they. I think they had a, a the, the next quarterback, uh, the backup is Drew Aller or Allen or something like that. He was a five-star quarterback. So, I mean, we'll see what they look like next year um, with a different quarterback under center for the first time. Since I think they need something. The I think they, <laughs> since the Reagan presidency. administration, huh? Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they look like next year. Obviously, they'll be a good team, but I think it was interesting to see a lot of things that happened. They apparently were throwing jelly, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Michigan players during halftime. They apparently James Franklin I saw on a video said was uh, visibly extremely frustrated. I don't know if it was at halftime or if it was the end of the game, and then he said that yeah, they halftime. they um, <coughs> that should never be allowed that they come out of one tunnel or whatever. So well, honestly, a guy that wasn't happy about I saw losing. it on Twitter. I think you retweeted it. The last time two teams have fought with Michigan in the locker room, it didn't turn out well in the second half. So. Um, you might you might not want to fight with Michigan in their own tunnel. <laughs> Ohio State, Penn especially State. in a game where you knew you were lucky to even be uh, within twenty points. I mean, they were they were as lucky as it gets. I mean, they they were out gained. I think two hundred and sixty yards to ninety in the first half, and 60, 65, 70 of them came on one play um, for Penn State. So yeah, I was just definitely. I thought like almost somewhat the play calls were I thought poor. I mean, like the first the first possession for Penn State. And I don't understand why teams, even sometimes Michigan will do this, and I can't stand it. When you have third and one, in my opinion, coming out under center and just having the the guy, the running back, five yards deep, to me is the worst play call because you only have one option. You're either running a play action or you're, you're handing it off to your running back. At least if you line up in the shotgun and you have your running back to your left or right, you have the op- opportunity of passing it, running it with your running back, or co- keeping it. And they had... I just I hate that play. I just don't understand it. I think it's so obvious. You either run the play action or you're you're taking everyone and blitzing and just hoping that you can light up the running back in the backfield. And they did that multiple times. And I just I don't understand it. I don't. To me, it's a play call from 2004. 
It's on a play call from 2022. So Well, let me yeah. say this. We have that game. We're, we're going to give you our top teams right now as if the college football playoff was about to start. But real quick, let's to set this up, we got to obviously talk just and, and at least make sure everyone heard. Of course, USC goes down to a two-point conversion to Utah. They were previously undefeated. Oklahoma State goes down to TCU. They blew a huge lead in Fort Worth, and, and TCU's undefeated. And, of course, the kick around the world, Tennessee beats Alabama. We both predicted that. We both said it was going to happen. Um, with that being said, I don't know if you know this, but I, I saw online, I think Michigan State's defensive um, stats, they're 113th in the nation um, in total defense, Michigan State, and oh. Tennessee's 110th. That's, I think, something we got to keep in mind. So here's what we're going to do. Instead of going through each game this weekend, we're going to give you our top our top at teams and, and just kind of as the college football ranking. So I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to kind of break down what I think the top 10 should be and explain to you why a little bit I think this is. Number 10, I got Syracuse coming in. The Cuse play um, a big game with Clemson this week. Syracuse is 10th. They have beaten Purdue, and they beat an NC State that I think was a little overranked um, with their two big wins. I'm going to go with the Cuse 10th. Um, in ninth, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Ole Miss is undefeated, but they've only beaten one team really on their schedule. Well, they, they did last year. They only last year, last weekend, they only beat Auburn by 14. Yeah, uh, they beat Kentucky. So Ole Miss, boom. Coming in eighth, I got UCLA. I know a lot of people are talking about UCLA. Game day is going to be in Oregon this year. Let's think of a couple things here. UCLA beat Washington. I agree. Michael Penix is, is a well, really the two good biggest wins they've had in how long? Yep. Utah and, and Washington. They beat Utah, which is obviously a quality team. But I do want to point out they got that one point win over South Alabama. Yeah, that's they not came a back. Win. Now, South Alabama, I heard on ESPN radio, it's their only loss. Folks, you got to keep that in mind here, okay? Seventh, I'm going to put Alabama. And this is why Alabama's seventh. A loss counts. They lost to Tennessee. Right now, a loss matters. If everybody's got a loss, then we can start discrepancing from there. So they they, they beat A&M. I mean, how good do you think A&M is? Now, no, let's was, be honest. That game was um, the um, the play call at the end, and then the, the defender, I guess, read the lips of Jimbo Fisher of where yeah. they were going with it. So, I mean, to be honest with you, they're, they're a modern play caller away from losing that game, yeah. too. They beat Arkansas. I don't even know if you can consider Arkansas a quality win anymore. And they beat Texas. And let's be honest with you, they probably should have lost to Texas. At sixth, I'm going to put Clemson. Clemson does got a two-overtime win over Wake, and they did beat NC State. Now, the Cuse and Clemson are going to meet this week. We'll see what happens. At fifth, I put Georgia. Um, Reason why, they're undefeated. They beat Oregon which I still think Oregon was not a quality, is going to be that quality of a team. I think they're going to lose to UCLA this week. Um, and I think we've got to take into account the, the, the close games. They struggled with Kent State. They struggled, obviously, with Missouri. Like you said, if they played any team at the Pulse, they they would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um, at fourth, I'm going to put TCU. TCU's beaten Oklahoma. Again, Oklahoma, I don't know what's going on there. They beat Kansas. Again, Kansas, Kansas, and they beat Oklahoma State. I mean, they're not the three strongest wins of all time, but they're winning. I think TCU is I think the they're a team in the upward, going in the upward direction, um, and an offense that is just getting better every week. Yeah. The third team in the country, I put Ohio State. 
Ohio State probably has the weakest schedule. Didn't look like that maybe on paper to begin the year. They beat Notre Dame. They struggled against Notre Dame in that first game. The reason I put Ohio State third in front of teams like TCU and Georgia is because, well, Ohio State doesn't have a good win necessarily. They've beaten all their teams and beaten them up. Like, we're not having close games here. They 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 destroyed Wisconsin. They destroyed Michigan State. They destroyed Toledo. I mean, again, you, uh, two years ago, you would have thought those were going to be great wins, right? They're not. So I got Ohio State third. I put Michigan two. Um, they beat in Penn State. They were a top 10 team. Then they beat Iowa. And I don't care what anybody says. Iowa is a horrible offense. They're the worst offense in the country. With that being said... They went into a hornet's nest, and they demolished them. They, 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 Iowa didn't have a breath. I don't care what the score was in the final part. Michigan dominated it. Um, they dominated the lesser opponents um, offensively and defensively. They look like they're starting to stride. And I put number one, Tennessee. They beat Pittsburgh in overtime. Pittsburgh's not a quality team, but whatever. They were ranked. They beat Florida. Well, they hung on to beat Florida. They did smash LSU. I don't know how good LSU is. And they obviously beat Alabama. And Alabama's a good team. So <clears throat> that's my top 10. I think there's weaknesses with all of these. Tennessee's got holes in their defense. Still don't know if Michigan has to throw the ball, how that would look. Ohio State has yet to play a team that has any sort of offensive pulse. Um, and TCU, I think they have to prove themselves. Those would be my top four in the college football playoff right now. Tennessee, TCU, Ohio State, Michigan would play on New Year's Eve. Um, of course, that's not how it's going to play out in the end. But if I had to rank my top 10 right now, that's why I would. Those, to me, are their quality wins. Um, and those are also what I think the top four weaknesses are with the teams. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess I don't have any notes, but I can go through my top 10, uh, my made-up quick real top 10. So I'm going to go 1 to 10 first because um, – I know it certainly in a, a couple order, at least, uh, the first couple in order. So I think number one, obviously we differ on this one, but I think Ohio State is number one. Uh, I think they offensively obviously are tremendous um, in a defense that, I mean, they haven't played maybe a great offense or a good offense, but um, I think when you have the best offense in the country, that gives you an opportunity to win any game that you play. Number two, I want to go with... Um, God, I don't know. I don't want to, but I'm going to go with Georgia. Um, I think they're a really good football team, and they'll be tested in just in a few weeks against Tennessee. Um, I guess two weeks in t from t in against Tennessee. Um, number three, I got Tennessee. Uh, obviously beating Alabama last weekend, and once again, kind of like Ohio State, when you have a, an offense like that, it's it puts you in every single game um, against no matter who you play. Uh, number four, I put Michigan. I think last week was the best performance they've had all year. And it was the first time that I was actually impressed with the performance. Um, and number five, I'll go with Clemson. Um, they've 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 do I've doubted them, but they have come and win um, every time, and they've beaten some pretty solid football teams this year. Um, and had stretches where they, they looked a lot better, and, and the quarterback DJ has looked a lot better this year. So uh, when you have your quarterback play, um, it's like happy wife, happy life. When your quarterback's playing well, you're playing well as a team mostly. Um, so, and then after that, I kind of feel like it's tough. Um, I'll go with, I'll go with UCLA. Um, obviously some big wins in the last two weeks. 
And to be honest with you, if they beat Oregon this week, um, they have a real good chance to uh, play U- USC undefeated um, in the second to last week of the year. So I think they're a good football team. They're trending upwards. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I think that's his name. Obviously, DTR, I, DTR, I guess, um, has through the years progressively gotten better and better and better, and now he's playing with an offense that's um, pretty darn good, and they're going to be pretty – I think they're going to be a pretty good team and pretty hard team to stop. Um, after that, now I'd be at seven, so I got Alabama. Um, I think Alabama has definitely shown uh, signs of being human and weakness this year, but obviously they're still a pretty darn good football team with a completely healthy um, – Bryce Young, I think they're they're pretty pretty good chance of winning any game they play in. Uh, number eight, I'll go TCU. Um, I think TCU is a really good football team and offense. Like when you were talking, I think an offense like that um, that's just growing and getting better and building confidence every single week. Um, and then so that what would I be at number nine now? Yep. Number nine, number nine, I'll go with um, Ole Miss. I think they're they are undefeated, but to me, they. I'm not even sure they're worthy of the ninth ranking. I think they're an underdog this week. We'll have to look. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually go 11, 11 spots. Um, so my number 10 would be uh, Syracuse. I think they're really good. For, actually, no, I'm going to go 12. Top 12 is what I'm going to go. Syracuse, um, I think that they are a pretty good football team, obviously beating NC State last week. They have a pretty solid defense. 12-team playoff. Yeah, I am. Um, they have a pretty good defense. Their offense is a little suspect at times, but... They have a pretty solid defense. It's just getting better. Uh, number 11, I'm going to go Utah. Uh, they just won last week against U- USC. I think they're a team that's just going to continue to win games. Obviously, they don't really play anyone to they play Oregon now. But um, they're a good football team. I think they're a team that kind of is angry um, with the way things worked out. Obviously, losing to Florida was just not a very good loss for them. <clears throat> and then losing to UCLA, obviously, if it turns out, could be ended up being a, a pretty okay loss, at least amongst, you know, losses come. And the last one I'm going to put in at 12, and I'm, I would shock a lot of people here, but I'm going to put Illinois. Yeah. I think Illinois is a really good football team. I think they have um, a lot of good wins this year, beating Iowa. Um, obviously, a 6-9 to nine game you don't really want to say much about, but Iowa has a really good defense, and they're a hard team to beat. They beat Minnesota, and Minnesota I, I was a team that I thought was going to take a real a huge step forward. Um, after they beat up Michigan State and kind of did what they did and then have kind of flattened the curve, I guess. I don't know what else to say other than that. They've, uh, expectations have gone downhill after that. They they got Paul Christ fired a few weeks ago. They beat up Wisconsin at Wisconsin, which is not that easy to do. Um, and they're just one early season loss away from being undefeated. And I, I guarantee you what they will a bad be. Bad play, bad, yeah. bad call that wasn't called in a – End zone. We're gonna say, how did Indiana beat Illinois? They're, they're um, a couple of weeks away from being nine and one, going to Ann Arbor. So they're gonna be a good football. They're gonna have a really good future with uh, Big Old Bert. Um, so yeah. I think that's my top twelve right now. If I had to go with anything, I really think Illinois is a really good football team. I think they they could even go higher up than twelve. Uh, but um, Kirk Street agreed with you. So my question is, as an Ohio State fan. Joey Galloway, Kirk Kerbstreet, you all think Ohio State's number one. I'm assuming you're doing that based on the eye test. I don't know how else to grade them. I mean, I find it interesting. November 1st, so two weeks from tonight, the first CFP college football rankings are going to be up, and Ohio State's not going to be number one. Ohio State's well, not going to be, be number two. I just, I don't, I, I find it interesting how Tennessee isn't ranked number one in the country. 
Well, I mean, they probably will be if they beat Georgia. I mean, but based on what they've done, based on the teams they've beaten, they've beaten Pittsburgh, Florida, LSU, Alabama. Sucks. <coughs> but Ohio State, who have they played? They haven't played much. I don't know. I mean, I'm an Ohio State but fan. But Pittsburgh is not a quality. I'm yeah. all for it, but Who I just... the Georgia Tech? I just find it interesting that... Who might be going back to the wing T next So week? many people are on the Ohio State bandwagon, and yet... <clears throat> I mean, if we're looking at resumes, they definitely don't have the resume. I don't know if they're going to, but uh, that leads us to this weekend because they are playing Iowa They win weekend. every single week. It doesn't matter. True. All right. Well, let's make some picks, see where we're at, and we'll be able to talk. Oh, by the way, David Pollock has Georgia number one. wonder where he went to school. I don't know. I don't think it was an SEC school. Wow. Who would have guessed? He's at Ohio State, too. All right, folks, here we go. Let's make some picks. Let's move on. Here we go. We're going to pick Virginia-Georgia Tech because it's the lonely game they put on Thursday night on ESPN. I remember when Thursday night football on ESPN was like going to be upset city. Georgia Tech's got a pulse all of a sudden. I'm going to go to Atlanta, and I'm going to pick Georgia Tech over lowly old Virginia. Yeah, I'm going to go to Georgia Tech because it's in Georgia. That's the only reason. So let me take a second and talk about my thoughts on Iowa-Ohio State. I'm glad Ohio State's finally playing a team that has a pulse. Their defense will be better than Notre Dame's defense. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. If Iowa scores more than 10 points, I'm going to be, I think it's going to tell me all I need to know about the Ohio State defense. Ohio State hasn't played Iowa since that year. Oh, boy, we remember. 2018? I think it was 2017. 2017, yep. It was JT Barrett. I I feel like revenge a bitch, folks. And I'm going to tell you right now, Ohio State needs to go in. They need to put a 50 spot on the board, and they better hold Iowa to single digits. And I will be a bigger believer in Ohio State. Um, Ohio State rolls in Columbus, I think. Um, It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. Temperatures in the 80s, um, 70s. No excuse. Ohio State beats Iowa. Although, I don't like that Iowa's had an extra week to prepare. Because at some point, they're going to have to start doing different things, right? I mean, they're getting criticized for how bad that offense is. They do every year, though. Maybe they, they bring, maybe they, they throw well, they have to, places, they have right? to, at some point, do something to um, change up whatever they're doing. So uh, they, they have to do that. That's without question. they got to do something different. Uh, right. well, yeah. we'll go Ohio State and take it from there. I think Syracuse is going to beat Clemson this week. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. I feel like Clemson has... A shocker in Clemson? Yeah. You just said Clemson is getting the respect because they do keep winning. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody thinks Syracuse is a depressing, horrible team. I'm going to take this Cuse in an upset against Clemson. I'm going to go Clemson because of their quarterback play has been really a lot better this year. Um, And he will will roll the Syracuse oranges. Okay. I'm going to go SMU over Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati, um, Luke Fickle, hasn't been getting enough credit for the job he's doing this year after losing some players to the NFL and keeping the thing rolling. However, I think SMU maybe has their number. I think SMU beats Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati. Okay. I'm taking Kansas over Baylor. Kansas has stripped my pocketbook the last two weekends, including this past week when I thought it was the for sure sure bet and I was the idiot that took that bet. But I think Baylor... Hey, we both said West Virginia was going to get beat by Baylor, and oh yeah, West Virginia 
wins. I'm taking Kansas. I got Baylor. We're just going to keep it, take him, uh, picking different teams. Wow. Indiana beats Rutgers. I think Indiana actually is a better team than people think. They kind of showed some really good um, football against Michigan. I think they played really good um, against Maryland. I think um, I think Indiana beats Rutgers. I got no. I'm just kidding. I got Indiana. Um, I think Miami beats Duke. Uh, Miami is a depressing. So you team. is back. Yeah, they're a depressing team. Don't be surprised though if Duke doesn't hang around. I'll take Miami though. Yeah, I've got uh, Miami. They there's just no way they can lose this game. Toledo goes to Buffalo. Good thing they're not playing in Buffalo. I think these next couple of days probably get a big snowstorm or something. But I think it's going to be beautiful on the weekend. And the Toledo Rockets continue to roll, folks. Yeah, Toledo last week was down 21 nothing and then won 52-31. Um, their offense is pretty solid. they got a really good quarterback. Um, there's no reason they should lose to any MAC team. Sweet home, West Virginia. They're going to beat Texas Tech. West Virginia finding its stride. I will never doubt you, West Virginia, after last weekend. Yeah, I got West Virginia as well. Um, I doubted them earlier this year, and I'm not going to do it again. I just told my priest Notre Dame's going to win. No way UNLV beats them, right? Um, no. After the loss last week, there's no way they can lose So again. I'm reading on the internet that um, they went to Tommy Reese, Marcus Freeman, told him he needed to bring in like David Clutcliffe to help him with the offense. Tommy Reese told him, hell no. Sounds like there's some some issues going on at Notre Dame. I'm not going to lie. Marcus Freeman looks like a deer caught in headlights. He shows absolutely no emotion out there coaching. Marcus Freeman better be real careful. They they still play Clemson. They still play USC. I, I don't think Notre Dame's expecting a losing season, but I would say right now I think they're going to have a losing season. And Marcus Freeman might, they might fire him again. Notre Dame's that desperate, I think. Um, and I think this kind of shows you maybe the university shouldn't just pick the team, the guy that all the players want. Um, I think they thought Marcus Freeman was going to come in and just absolutely dominate. <clears throat> and I don't hear as much about the recruiting as he did over the summer. Marcus Freeman, though, he, he better be careful. I, he, he looks like a deer in the headlights right now. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he's gonna get it going. He's going to get the ball on. Oh, yeah. Here's the upset. Um, Ole Miss plays LSU. I think Ole Miss is actually like a one-point underdog. Uh, it's at Death Valley. LSU just lost at Death Valley. Boy, Brian Kelly's probably laughing, but Brian Kelly won't be laughing if he loses again. Oh, I'm going to take Lane Kiffin. I don't think it's going to happen, but God, I'm going to take Ole Miss. If this is the week, it could happen. I think it is. Um, but because LSU is not that bad of a football team, but I think Ole Miss wins, even though I feel like I'm picking the wrong team here. I'm taking UCLA over Oregon over the Ducks. I think UCLA is the better team. I think Oregon's highly overrated, and I think Bo Nix throws some interceptions because that's what Bo Nix does. Quack, quack. That's a duck being killed. Oh, Oregon loses. Um, Oklahoma State is going to beat Texas. Um, you know, they had huge leads. They had, I think, a 21-point lead in the first quarter. They had a 14-point lead. Yeah, they had a huge lead against quarter. TCU. Um, and they, they kind of just kind of fell apart. Texas should have lost last week. I don't know if you saw this online or I was watching the game, but um, now excuse me who they were playing, but um, they threw a, a pass and um, with 30 seconds to go and the guy just absolutely dropped it. Their best wide receiver on the team. Who was it they played? Um, Iowa State. Iowa State. Uh, Matt Campbell had a chance to win. Then they got the ball back. 
they moved it down then, even after the guy dropped it, and then the quarterback fumbled it, which should have been a targeting call. Um, I felt really bad for Iowa State. Oklahoma State's going to win this game. I Lock, stock, and barrel. Down go the horns. I picked Texas, but I feel like it's the wrong pick, but I'm going to stick with it. It's the wrong pick. I think it is. Okay. Purdue at Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost to Sparty this weekend. Did you see that game? Oh, my God. Um, I'm going Purdue. They're still my favorites. I think Purdue and Illinois, that's where the West goes through. Yeah, I've got Purdue. I think Purdue is a really solid offense. Um, I think that they there's just no way that they can lose this game unless they have a lot of injuries or something that changes during the game because they're, they're, they're way better than they have shown in their record. Maryland beats Northwestern. Yeah, I've got Maryland beat Northwestern. Okay. Um, TCU, Kansas State. I want to pick Kansas State, but it's at TCU again. Every big game for TCU has been at home. I think TCU squeaks it out. Now, barn burner over Kansas State. Go TCU. Yeah, I got TCU as well. Um, I've said it a few times already today. Their offense just keeps getting better, and a team that keeps getting better, they're going to win this week. I think the toughest game to pick this weekend Minnesota at Penn State. Minnesota, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, Penn State coming off that loss. They got Ohio State next week. Um, Just because I want Ohio State to play a better-ranked team, I'm going to go Penn State. I got Penn State. I think uh, at at, um, Beaver Stadium, they're going to win the game. This game, Alabama better watch out for. I don't – Will Rogers, obviously, got a lot of talk. We'll see if Mississippi State is anything. They, of course, lose a game they shouldn't have lost last week. I'm going to go with Alabama, but I would be surprised if Mississippi State don't hang in there. Yeah, I've got Alabama. They'll win their their Bama. Their Bama, folks. So, again, the college football week, it's a pretty good week. Um, I think I saw something on the Internet about – that's the cat, by the way – that um, college football – doesn't need two weeks of Michigan State, Michigan, Twitter, yeah. up to the big game. There's a lot of trash talk already, folks. What do you think, Stephen? I mean, I guess that's all they can really do right now is talk trash. So. Oh, man. We got a long ways to go. And then November starts. I sent Stephen the message saying when we should get together some big games. November 5th is Georgia, Tennessee. And November 12th, there's all sorts of big games. So we'll see what happens. NFL time. Tom Brady goes to a wedding Friday night, misses the meetings, misses the walkthrough, cusses out his team then Sunday. What in the world's going on there? The Jets, my God, the Jets are a great football team all of a sudden. The Browns got humiliated. We had finally the matchup we wanted, Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo gives Patrick Mahomes time, and Patrick Mahomes throws an interception. And then, of course, Sunday night, the Cowboys did not look good. I think the Cooper Rush experiment is over. And the New York Football Giants beat the Ravens. You call that you call that upset. Um, so an interesting week, I guess, in the NFL. I guess like every week. We we had a pretty rough record. I was texting you last night, our record, but there were so record. many upsets. I had a winning record. You did? Yeah, I think you said I was seven and six or something. Well, like yeah, but I mean I expect you to go undefeated. Well, you're going to be let down then. Well, you know how it goes. So anyways, um, some interesting things. So I thought it would be fun to give you the rankings of our NFL teams. 
if we had the college football playoff. So let me give you my top eight teams in the NFL. I'm going to work my way down this time again. So my eighth best team, I think, right now in the NFL, the New York football Giants, folks. I think um, the Giants have a good defense. I think Matthew Jones is doing, I'm sorry, um, Daniel Jones is doing just enough to get by. They have no real wide receivers, um, but Daniel's playing okay. And they got, of course, Saquon Barkley that looks like he's back in his Penn State day. So I'm going to go with the Giants as my eighth best team. <coughs> Seventh, that's right, the New York Jets, folks. I'm telling you right now, the Jets got Garrett Wilson, who struggled this past week. Um, they got Brees Hall, which is probably going to be the rookie of the year. And they got the cheese guy. What's his name? Did you see oh, Sauce Gardner? Yeah, do you see him wearing the cheese hat and the Packers knocked it off his head? That was awesome. I think the Jets are a real football team. Now, with that being said, Zach Wilson didn't look too hot last week, folks. And I think if Zach Wilson is half of what we might think he could be, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he got a little too much action on Saturday night. But I, I think the Jets can be a really good football team. My sixth best team, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens have just too much talent. I think Lamar Jackson, um, let me say this. Lamar Jackson is the best player on the football field. Unfortunately, he's not surrounded by much. I don't know if him and Mark Andrews can do this alone. That defense still concerns me. I'm going to keep the Ravens in there, but I'll be honest with you. They could fall out of the rankings real quick. Um, the Bengals are my fifth best team. They got too much talent. Jamar Chase had a good game right at the end. Um, I think Joe Burrow is um, is coming into shape. If they protect Joe Burrow, the Bengals are going to win that division. <clears throat> Number four, so here's my college football top four. The Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think Dak Prescott, Stevens, the one who convinced me of this through our text messages. He's right. They got great players. Zeke actually had a good game this past week. Um, I don't know how much that says about everything, but I think the Cowboys defense is okay. And this is going to make a break. I mean, Dak Prescott's either going to come back guns a blazing. Um, my third best team is Kansas City. Um, they do it differently than they did. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster had a, a really good game. And your fantasy player would have scored any points you would have won probably. Uh, Don't you me. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Uh, that is Scantley or whatever, and then I also had... He's a dog. Um, you see why Aaron Rodgers didn't want him? Who else did I have? I don't know, but that was that was a sad performance you put up there on fantasy. Well, I had... I scored more than the opposing team other than my two guys who gave me 3.7 points. That was embarrassing, folks, that Steven put a team out like that. Um, well, I would have beat you. I would have beat you if I would have played you. I would have beat basically everyone if I would have played anyone else. And by the way, I got a point... What did I tell you? A point two five victory? Over somebody I was playing to? How do you like that? I didn't actually look at that. I sent that to you. I know. I won't say what you said, but... Oh, well, no. You don't need to repeat that. Anyways, my number two team is the Philadelphia... If I would have played anyone else in the league, I would have won last week. Here we go with that again. And that is Canley. Zero points. And Tyler Lock got me 3.7. Have you beaten anybody by .25? I've beaten somebody by .08. Oh, wow. Okay. Philadelphia is my number two team. I'm not thrilled with the Philadelphia Eagles. I still don't think they're the best team, but I have to I have to put them up there. My number one team, folks, I'm loving this. This has got to be the Buffalo Bills. 
There's a lot of talk out there about potential trades that they may be trading people. Um, what is that? A leaf on the table? Yeah, I came off my shoe. Oh, I wonder what the hell is that on the table? I thought it was maybe like a good luck charm or something. Um, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills as the best team. Um, God, I don't know. I just, a rumor has it. I hear they want Christian McCaffrey. Wouldn't that be mm-hmm. something? Oh. Um, seems like the Carolina Panthers are basically giving away all their players. Um, I don't know. I, I just think this is, folks, I think this is Josh Allen. This is. Uh, uh, Where are the Raiders on your list? The Raiders are my Super Bowl favorites, and if I would have done the list further than eight, they probably would have been about ninth. <laughs> I still think they have a chance. Okay, there's my top eight. Buffalo Bills, I'm going to be honest with you. If the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl, I will be happy. I want to see the Buffalo Bills. I just told you my priest is the biggest Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, He's going to be in Mexico during the Super Bowl. I want him to win. I want to see the Buffalo Bills hoist the Lombardi Trophy. So for my top eight, I'm going to go once again in a different order. I'm going to go one to eight. So my number one overall team, Buffalo. I've been saying that, that they've been the best team in football for at least a couple weeks now. Uh, Philly, I'm going to go with number two just because of the fact that they are 6-0. and um, Number three, I'll go KC. Number four, I will go the Chargers. Number five, I will go the Giants, even though that's hard to say. Um, it's kind of doesn't really roll off the tongue saying something like that. Uh, number six, I don't think Minnesota is that great, so I'm not picking them. No. Um, so I'm going to go with, um, after that, I will go with the Cowboys. <clears throat> I think if you would have said to any Cowboys fan, not having Dak pretty much at all for six weeks and you're four and two, um, and you just lost to the best, the undefeated team in the NFL by nine with two turnovers in the first half, I think they would have said, please and thank you. Um, thank you very much. Um, thank you, next. They would have moved on to week seven and been very happy, um, especially since the fact that, no, I mean, I gave up on the Cowboys after week one with Dak being hurt and everyone else did. Um, I know Stephen A. did, and now he's regretting those words. But um, number seven, I would go with the Giants, or not the Giants, the Jets. Um, I think they are um, surprising everyone. Um, I think with, a, I think with a, a Zach Wilson protecting the ball and throwing touchdowns, I think they can work their way right up in that, that list. That GM has stockpiled some great picks. Yeah. I mean, they, they, those, three, those three rookies they got this year, unbelievable. And then my last, number eight, I kind of agree with you about Baltimore. Um, if, if Lamar isn't the best player in football, it's Josh Allen. Um, and if it's not Josh Allen, it's got to be Lamar. Um, he's just, he does everything. If they just had another player, another threat, um, I think they'd be absolutely higher up on that list. Well, you got the Chargers, and I saw yesterday, finally, for the first time ever in his career, he didn't throw a touchdown pass, Justin Herbert or something. They were talking about how much money you could have won if you would have bet it against it. Oh. I got him on my fantasy team. I don't think he threw a touchdown pass, though, so it was like, bleh, I already lost, so it didn't make a difference. But That's embarrassing that you would put out a performance like that. What is that supposed to mean? Um, it's, a, it's embarrassing what you did? No, at least my players were scoring points. Your players weren't even scoring points. Well, my players you scored a hell of a lot more points than yours. You had a goose egg there, a zero next to one of yours. And I only lost the number one team overall by like six points with a so 3.7 points divided like by two players. Don't forget they haven't had their best wide receiver playing. Uh, 
I can't believe you don't have the Bengals in there. What you have they done this year? The Bengals. They got great talent. Talent wins out at some point. Did you say that the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl? They have <laughs> one more win than the Raiders. <clears throat> don't they only have two wins? C.J. Stroud, folks. I think he's going to be the quarterback for... The Lions? The Detroit Lions come next year. So there's... It's up to God, though. Well, there you go. <laughs> there's our fantasy... I mean, our fantasy. There's our NFL top. We thought it would be fun this week to put a couple polls together. Next week, who knows what we'll do. We'll, our poll will probably have to change, but um, Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City, we all... I tell you what, though, I will not go any other direction than Buffalo is the best team in football. I agree. I don't know if the Eagles are really worthy of number two. Watch, uh, or, I didn't watch it too thoroughly last night. Or not last night, Monday or well, Sunday night. Um, but obviously Jalen Hurts is still one of the best players of football. And they're 6-0. So, I mean, if you keep winning, you got to put them up high. So. ESPN showing Ohio State-Michigan right now. Got some interesting games ahead. Michigan's schedule is a lot tougher with Michigan State. They go to Rutgers. Then they play... Um, Indiana, Illinois. I mean, Illinois, um, in Ann Arbor. And of course they finish out at Ohio state. Um, that, 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 this has a chance to be pretty epic. Ohio state, Michigan, both being undefeated, not since what the 2006 year, this could happen potentially. Um, it could be really interesting folks. I don't know what Vegas would say. The line is on that. Ohio state automatically gets to be at home, but, um, (laughs) I don't know how much bigger it gets than the At least, I would think, a five-point favorite, six or seven. It'll be interesting. Probably a touchdown, I would say. All right, well, we'll see. I'm glad that's – it's really interesting. They're showing the rankings right now. Michigan's seventh best points per game. Ohio State's fifth. Um, OSU is the best in the um, points per game, obviously, 48.8. Opponents just 12 and 15. Defenses are playing tough. They look like two pretty evenly matched game, you know, teams besides their quarterback play. <coughs> I think that Thanksgiving week we're going to have a lot to talk about, folks. Um, it could be an epic, epic game in Columbus, Ohio, for sure. Let's make some NFL picks to round out the podcast this week. Here we go. Thursday night football. It sounds like New Orleans is not going to have um, Jameis Winston. Sounds like they're not going to have Andy Dalton. Um, Arizona gets back on my boy. Oh, yeah, I got two. Sounds like my boy's back, though, for um, Arizona. Um, Who's your boy? Hopkins. Oh. Been been putting him on that bench for a long time. He better be there. I'm going to go. Is he even classified as in fantasy, just bench? No, wide receiver. No, I meant like um, like when he was out. Did you just keep him on your bench? Yeah. It's a suspend. S-U-S-U. Does it count against your bench players? Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona as well. I think Arizona, um, they do have talent. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think they have some pretty good players. Kyler Murray is, uh, he's more like a unqualified, um, he's like when you hire somebody that's just not qualified for the job, yet you like look at his resume and you're like, you think he would be good, and then he's just horrible. Now, they lose Hollywood Brown for six weeks. They did pick up the wide receiver from Carolina who got in a fight with the coach. Bobby Anderson. Sent back. Um, but they do get Hopkins back. Um, they've been in a, a lot of games this year, Arizona. That's the funny thing. Um, they just signed their coach and their quarterback to long-term deals. <sighs> that won't come back to bite them. They're going to win some games. 
Cincinnati against the most surprising team in the NFL this year, Atlanta. Marcus Mariota's got him playing, folks. Um, although Kyle Pitts is probably the biggest fantasy disappointment this year. Okay, about it. Um, I will, because I picked him, I think, in all my leagues. Um, Cincinnati wins, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be a close game. Atlanta's a good, is, is, is playing hard. That's what I should now, say. Now, let's talk about who picked that winner in that division. What do you mean? I picked Atlanta, and you told me I was in. You picked Atlanta? Yeah, and you told me I was a fucking idiot. In that idiot. division? I did. Okay, we're going to go back and... We're I'm almost back. certain I did. Folks. Oh, no, I picked Carolina. Never mind. Okay, thank you. I well, yeah. I picked Atlanta <laughs> in a couple of games, and you were like, Ugh. He picked Carolina. You know what? I'm going to edit the podcast just to make sure I said Atlanta Falcons. Um, Detroit Lions against the Dallas Cowboys. The Lions better score some points, but you know what? I'm joining the bandwagon, America's team. They were Wait, have you picked Cincinnati? Oh, you, did you pick Cincinnati already? Yeah, I picked Cincinnati. Oh, oh did I? Pick? I don't think I picked anyone yet. Oh, I think. well, you. I got Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati. Um, they're my sixth best team in football. All right, you got Dallas. Kidding. I mean, they're, they're, I got them winning, but yeah, I got Dallas. Detroit has no hope. They they might as well just start a rebuild again. Hey, Michael Pittman came out of retirement. This past week for the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know what? I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the Colts are. Against Tennessee. They beat the Jaguars last week. Um, Michael Pittman played better. Um, He played. He was alive. He had a heartbeat. Um, Colts by a touchdown. If Green Bay loses to Washington, then the earth is going to shrink, folks. Green Bay beats Washington. You know who is my least favorite human being, basically, in sports now? Hmm. Aaron Rodgers. It's about time you joined the bandwagon. I hated him, but he wasn't my least favorite of all. Um, I after what was it last week that they or when were they lost to the Giants? They've lost two, two weeks ago. ago, and then who were they lose to last, last week? The Jets. Jets. They were after la- after the Giants lost, I think it was. He said that um, he didn't like that his teammates were being negative or whatever. And no, that's negative talk in the locker room. Well, He's the most Bay, negative human being in, in any locker room. So Green I'm not Bay sure why he feels the way he talks. Schedule gets really tough after this. So I'll take Green Bay. I got Green Bay as well. There's no way that they can lose to Washington. It is physically impossible. If you bet on Washington right now, you should sort of retire with that. Tampa Tom Winnings. has to win against Carolina. Carolina shouldn't even be an NFL football team anymore. No. The Giants will beat Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence's Jacksonville Jaguars have kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Um, and I think Giants just keep winning. The New York Football Giants will be six and one after this week. Cleveland beats Baltimore. No, Baltimore beats Cleveland. I think it's time. They they need some coaching changes. Deshaun Watson's allowed back into the facilities, and another woman's come forward about him forcing her to give him oral sex um, that she apparently did after she was afraid and. Um, again, unfortunately, it just seems like this man was a predator. Um, and yet he just feasted on his prey and yet he's going to be in the NFL, um, playing after, I mean, there's nothing else you can call him. He's a predator and, um, Cleveland sold their soul to him. Um, and I guess they're getting what they deserve. So Baltimore beats Cleveland. Yeah. I got Baltimore beating Cleveland. If the Baltimore Ravens lose this game, um, they're in, in, uh, going down a deep dark path. Russell Wilson's back to back. I mean, um, day back to day. Back to sucking. Yeah, day to day with his. Missing you know, his wide open receivers. They came out guns a blazing. They scored like ten points. Yeah, he was away. like they said. Russ was cooking. He was like ten of ten <laughs> for, with a touchdown and one hundred and ten yards or whatever. Uh, he still lost. And um, 
again, the jo- the Jets got to win this game. Yeah, um, his Danger Rich, which sandwich or whatever, through Subway, um, probably is losing sales now because he can't hit wide open receivers. He stinks. Denver stinks. Um, the Milf Hunter Jets will be winning this week. The Raiders, they start to heat up, folks. The Raiders. If the Raiders lose this game, you should be stripped of any sports um, talks ever. If because the if they go 1-5 and five and lose to Houston, then you pick them the winners If the Raiders lose this weekend really on Sunday night, you're going to drive me to Mommy Bay and I'm going to jump in Lake Erie naked. Why don't you just jump off the bridge on 280 then? I will die. <laughs> you're going to die in Lake Mommy uh, Bay too. No, I'm just going to walk in now. You can't swim. I'm going to walk in. Well, you have to walk too far, though. Okay. Anyways, that's who I'm picking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Vegas. I, I mean, if they lose, they should just rebuild. Justin Herbert beat Seattle. Seattle, they're this great team scoring all these points, and then I, oh, just I'll go with. Them. Yeah, I got yeah. the Chargers. Kansas City's going to beat San Francisco. San Francisco just got kind of beat up by Atlanta last week. Kind of surprising. Kansas City just finds a way to win. I'll go with Kansas City. Kansas City's going to play angry. They're going to win. Um, there's no way fans are butts about it. Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers going up against Tua. Tua is back. Um, I think Tua should just hand off to Mosert every, every play. Let him run every single time. And um, I will give Pittsburgh credit, though. They came out, they played, they were out their three best defensive players, and somehow they found a way to win. Um, I guess that's why we said they got the best coach in in football, right? Um, I want to pick Pittsburgh in this game. Um, I won't. I'll pick Miami, but I'll be honest with you, if next week when we're talking about this game, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh actually beats Miami. I got Miami. At the same time, I agree with what you said. Um, I think Miami is... um, they're kind of like a what's behind the, the closed door. You really don't really know what's underneath um, what's going on with them. But I think Miami probably wins this game. In a game that shouldn't even be allowed to be on TV. <sighs> Folks, that offense for Chicago will. I'm, gonna, I'm not only going to make a prediction here. New England's going to win. But Justin Fields and the Chicago Bear offense will be held to zero Points. Zero. I'm going to tell you what. Zappy is the real deal. And that defense, Bill Belichick, just... I don't know. I don't even know if I can name any players on their defense. They just... They they, they play well together. They, they're... Well, they held the Lions to zero points and the Browns to six, so... Yeah. I, I, it's not easy so to do in the NFL. You, what do you think they're going to do to Chicago? Oh, if, I know. If Chicago could lose points... They'd be the first team in the history of football to actually have minus points. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I feel. Well, offensively, they they could actually have gone up with minus points because they might give up a touchdown or two to the New England defensively. You bring up an interesting point. I want to bring this up real quick because I keep seeing on Twitter who's the best, whatever, four one team, five and one team, four and two team, and they keep mentioning the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm repeating uh, that. No, no, people oh. I've been seeing all say, week. Like, and Minnesota being one of those teams ranked highly. I, they're on a bye this week, but I just want to mention, I'm like, I I just have no faith in Minnesota. I don't know how they win. I think they're one of the ugliest teams in football. Um, 
I just I have no confidence in Minnesota. So I've seen that tweet a lot going on about them. I just I, I don't think they're they're to me that that good good of a football team. No, I, I don't. I think they're once again kind of like Miami. They're five and one, but to me they are a putting on a, like a fake face. They're putting on like a like a. I don't even know a Halloween costume because I don't know if they're that good. They're like Seinfeld when he took his girlfriend. And, oh my depending gosh! On where yeah, you depending where she was in the light yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's the way. She I went from like it. a seven, or like an eight to like a three. But How yeah, about we say an eight to a one. Well, I don't know. I just was saying like, you know. Yeah, I mean that's just it's just awful. They're not a good football team. No, I would say. So it's definitely going to be an interesting week. We got. Um, uh, oh, wait a minute, folks! I think we got one more topic. Um, how did you feel about Bryson? I'm sorry, not Bryson, but Brooks Kepka crying. Oh because my he God! He won't live. He won't live. He didn't think he'd ever win again. Maybe. Oh. And your boy Brooks Kepka won live. Good for him. Um, he he put himself where he is in, in his career where he didn't think he could ever win again. He did it. No, nobody else. So rumor has it that the live golf is if the Masters comes out and says they're not going to allow their players, I. To play in the Masters, I hear they're going to have like a $5 million purse, $500 million purse, and invite everybody. And the comments out there today were how many players will skip the Masters to play in it. Besides the LIV players, let me tell you how many. None. So, um, I just thought... Do you really think none? Besides lift players. I mean, besides them. You don't think any of them would go? Well, already qualified for the Masters? Yeah, you don't think any of them would go? Interesting. I don't know. To have the chance to play in the Masters tournament versus some made-up tournament that they're going to make? No, I don't I don't think so. I don't think Augusta's going to not allow them to go anyways. I think the Masters will let them play. It's going to be very awkward to be in that Champions Dinner. Fred Couples probably won't be sitting next to Patrick Reed or Dustin Johnson, but, um, you know, Fred's the man. So that's just the way I look at it. So um, I thought for sure you'd want to mention it, but I guess not. What? Because you don't want to talk about Brooks. Oh, I don't care about Brooks. I didn't even know he won until I saw it on Twitter, and then I saw that he Jeez. said he was about to cry, Sounds and I like said, Steve "Grow a pair." Like Brooks Kepka or oh, he sucks. Golf. He's horrible. Rory McIlroy has a chance to become the number one player in the world. He finishes first or second, folks. And what about our boy Ricky Fowler? One shot out of the win last week. Big Dick Rick was just one inch away. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, but anyways, folks. Um, there you have it. It was a good week for sure. Again, we got some college football this week. Not the most action-packed weekend like it was. And most importantly, Ohio State gets to avenge their 2017 loss under Urban Meyer against the Iowa Hawkeyes. So, next week, Michigan's on a bye. Stephen will fill us in with rivalry week with State.